Hi everyone, Shane here from Comics. Uh, this is episode four of the Oz Comics Show. Um, we're here to talk with uh, Brad Aiden about his new Kickstarter for Super Ready Battle Armor, uh, Lady of the Light. So let's uh, get started with the show, and I've got to actually scroll to where I'm meant to be. Okay, let's just do the in. Hi, Jerome. Hey, man. How are you? How are you? Ready to talk to Brad? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. What's good up? Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, we're just ready to talk to Brad. So I'll just bring him straight on. We won't muck about. Yeah. Hi, Brad. How are you this day? Doing well. How about yourselves? Yeah, doing well. Thank you. Doing awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Excellent. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, be it uh, in the what you do with comics or just in general. Just just a yeah. little snippet. So I've been a creative writer for many years now. Um, only probably about five years ago did I start actually actively producing comics. And yep. as a day job, I work hospitality and prior to that, retail. Oh, yes. I think we all have at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> My first job was a trolley pusher, so. Ah, good, good, good. <laughs> everyone, I think everyone should uh, work in retail or hospitality at least for a year. Yeah, agree. Gives you a, a real understanding of what, uh, of how to treat people, I think. Yeah, good people That's skills. Yeah. yeah, agree. That's it, yeah. Cool. Well, um, what I might do is I'll just quick, we'll jump onto your Kickstarter because that's what today's all about. Yep. So I'll just, I should have had this ready. I always forget to do this. Always wait until it's time to start talking about it. And th there we are. So this is your Kickstarter. Um, we're yep, going yep. pretty well. $1,317 out of your uh, $1,099. Uh, Can't talk tonight. <laughs> um so just a just what 600 off or so so that's pretty cool yeah, it's getting very close yep and still 18 days to go so that's awesome so plenty of time so out there anyone uh the links down the bottom that'll get you to the kickstarter um but we'll go through it so you can see what it is exactly that you'll be looking at now and i'm in the wrong it's not letting me scroll so this is the cover anything you want to Talk about there, Brad. The uh, cover. Anything in particular? No. Okay. Drawing a massive blank. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Who are the characters? It, it, so we've got B. A. and his sister Claire. Um, mm -hmm. A little bit of sibling sibling rivalry going on. Um, oh, nice. And uh, you know the the old um, adage people never you shouldn't judge a book by its cover unfortunately that's not necessarily the case um everyone always does and so it's always yeah. good to be thinking about something exciting or titillating to really grasp the that first sort of glance 
and draw the readers in, um, which yep. I think Lewis has really done well with this cover, um, like he does with most of them anyway. Yeah, awesome. Uh, here's a few. There's the previous issue. So this is issue four. So one, two, and three. Are they available in this? They are absolutely awesome. Um, awesome. Both physical and digitally. Excellent. So anyone wanting to catch up who hasn't come across you guys before, this is the perfect Kickstarter to do that. So that's awesome. And so this is... down, we've got some preview pages. The lettering oh, yep. is unfinished. Yep. Yep. Page is not final. Yep, cool. Says it there. Yep. <laughs> As you can see with uh, this last uh, page, it's a little bit rushed, um, but that will be fixed up uh, moving forward. Yep, cool. And we've got our first big double page spread, which I'm super excited about. I think it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh. And it's people who are fans of these things here will like it. Yep, cool. Yep. So we'll just quickly go through the tiers yep. um, if you want to do that. So I'll let you run the show here. You just tell me when to scroll. Easy done. All right. So first up, we've got our digital tier, which is starting at only $5. So if you prefer to read your comics on iPad or Android or whatever have you, we have that available for you. Our next one down is our physical print edition, which is always going to be my favorite. Um, it's probably the first thing I do when I crack the box open and just flick through and have a read of the, the comic, because even though I've been working on it for hours, it, it still is feels different when it's in your hands. Yeah. Uh, going down a bit further, we've got the issue four, sorry, <clears throat> Issue four with the script of Lady of the Light, which there will be some discernible differences between the the two because things always end up on the cutting room floor. Yep, that makes sense. That's yeah. Right. Uh, and then we have our first digital bundle, which has all four issues. So if you do need to catch up, um, we've got all of them there for you. Yep. And going down a little bit further, we have our probably our most favorite character, Susan, the sophisticated Susan. sophisticated <laughs> AI robot that yes. looks like a, a <laughs> bucket in a mop. Um, <laughs> I love that. I was watching your interview, uh, I think it was last week, and I was, uh, that's, um, yeah, you're talking about Susan, so that was really funny. Yeah, she, her and uh, Insanus are probably, like, my favourite characters to write because they're just <laughs> so wacky and just off the wall. And yeah. for the first time ever, we have our um, first enamel pin, which, again, nice. is of Susan. Nice. Um, and then moving down a little bit further, we have our retail bundle. Oh, okay, that's has, interesting. Yeah, has five issues there, which... Um, if any stores do want to stock my comic, they can. And if they want to get in contact with us for the previous three issues, obviously feel free to do so. And our physical uh, collection of the all four issues with the Susan pin for nice. $40. I just realized that I haven't been talking about the prices. No, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I know. 
And then the big one, um, which gives you, I think it's 17 different comics. So you've got the first three issues of Super OD Battle Armor, issue four, the six issues of The Talking Bread, and the Rise of the Talking Bread anthology series, which is a collection of short stories based in the Talking Bread's universe written and yep. illustrated by a bunch of different Australian authors and writers, myself included. Nice. And the ongoing series in Purgatory, all of which are under the Halftone Productions label. Yeah, and that's the digital pack. Awesome. Yeah. And just of course, below if, that one is the physical version. If you like me, you'll want the next same one. Thing. Yeah. Same thing. That's, that's awesome. I actually have all of these. Um so and they're great fun so for anyone out there who hasn't got any of these uh that would be a great tier to jump on board um that would be awesome uh way to it the purgatory the really cheap bread, too. And the, yeah it does it does for how many comics you're getting there that's quite yeah that's awesome it's almost like 10 bucks a comic but then you get seven for free yeah. also the rise of the talking bread is actually um pretty much in and of itself almost a trade anyway so you're definitely getting your money's worth with these ones. Yeah, um, definitely. And our final tier is actually all sold out now. Um, which oh, was all sold the, out. Yeah, the cameo bundle. So we had two available um, to get yourself drawn into the comic, um, as well as like a little caricature um, character profile type um, thing there. Um, yeah, that's really cool. We, we like to um, do that with, the the last couple that we've done um just to make our audience feel like they're a part of the universe as well um and there is i I have worked out a a way that it all kind of ties together so you can technically be in the comic even uh with like multiverse and whatever else so (laughs) it it all works canonically (laughs) oh nice nice Uh, (laughs) Um, and then moving on, we've got our add-ons, which then oh, if there's anything from any of the bundles that you wanted to add on to one of the pre-existing bundles, Kickstarter's made it so easy to do it this time around, um, where you can, say, just pledge for the, say, Susan pin with the issue four, and if you've already got issue one and two, you can add in issue three to um, fill out your collection. That's awesome. I didn't know it did that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's actually, it was really easy to set up, which I'm very happy with. Yeah. Because I think in the past, the way that people were having to do it was through backer kit. So it was kind of almost double handling. Oh, yeah. I saw when people were doing their posters through that as well, and it was kind of annoying. But yeah. now that, that they're doing it in here, that's a really cool way of doing it. That's very handy. And oh yeah, here's characters. Am I? Yep. Oh no, these are different art than I have, so we'll go through these. Uh so the ones that I have sent you are the individual versions of, but we can certainly still go through the uh Oh no, okay, versions. if we've got them, I'll go through the art separately then. I just didn't okay, recognize okay. these pictures here, that's all. Yeah, no, I didn't send you those four, but that's so I have a bit of a creative team that I work with. Um, so we've yep. got Lewis that does the the main illustrations for the comic, 
and a couple of guest artists that come on to do uh, little side stories that are still a part of um, the universe and uh, posters and other illustrations like that. Um, So we've got Logan French, Kieran Jack, uh, sorry, yeah, Kieran Jack, and uh, Mijin Prinsler, who all uh, help me out, as well as Lewis Roldan. Okay, cool. Yeah. And if you scroll down a little bit further, we've got the creative team. Creative team, nice. Um, yeah. In this issue, though, we're um, doing it with the three of us. Um, at this stage... I don't have anything else to say about uh, who may or may not be working on this issue with us. Oh, we have we have uh, one stretch goal still remaining uh, to be announced. Oh, okay. Well, then, come on, people, get on oh, board. Actually, Let's get that stretch goal happening. That's it. That's it. And we also have a, an announcement news. to make tonight too. Ah, yes. Would you like to do that before or after we go through the characters? Oh, we can do it after. Okay, cool. Well, what I'll do is we've gone through the Kickstarter here. So just go to that link that's going scrolling across the bottom there, um, everyone, and uh, that'll get you the Kickstarter. Have a look at all these great rewards. Um, these are great packs. Um, and just find what suits you. And um, help Brad and Halftone out and... Let them publish more and more comics. So this is great. So I will just get out of this screen. And here we are with the characters. And I will boost that up so everyone can see properly. So first up, we have Oracle. Um, She's Mm -hmm. only actually made an appearance in issue one so far, but we'll be returning in issue five once we finish production on the current issue. Mm -hmm. Um, She like her name suggests, can uh, foresee the future. But as the future is always changing and malleable, depending on people's uh, decisions and actions that they take, it's not not set in stone. So she sees a version of the future. Okay, that's really cool. I like that that, um, take on it. Yeah. Um, Who do we have next? Oh. So this is um, one of our, our main characters in one of uh, which issue was it? Issue three. Um, Infector, one of the main boys, gets shot and turns into this insane-looking beast. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm very happy with how it's turned out. Yeah, nice. I think I think he's also in. Does he have a human form? I think I've got a picture does, of him in a human form as you well. You do. Yeah, you cool. do. And this is our other main protagonist, BA, um, yep. who comes from a family of yeah, secret agents would probably be the closest term. Um, kind yep. of like modern day ninjas, essentially. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Very, uh, very much skilled in like espionage and whatever else. Except uh, he has disowned his family, and oh. yeah, that they, they, him and his mum don't really get along very well, um, which is shown pretty much immediately in issue one. 
after he's oh, okay. been bailed out of jail by her. Ah, yes. Okay. So that's BA. And his sister, Agent Eclair. So all of the um, people in his family get code names um, okay. pretty much given, given from birth. Uh, except for BA, he has disowned his, and that's why he goes by simply BA. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so Eclair still story. works with. Yeah. So she's yep. the, the one that's on the front cover fighting him with the Kasari oh, armor. Oh, yep. Sorry, i got a horrible memory. Yep, I remember now. Ah, that's all right. <laughs> and next up, we've got Hawk. So BA has fallen in with a band of ruffians from the neighboring country um, that even though they are technically a gang and seen as such by the authorities and whatnot, they aren't a, a gang as you would typically think. They do a lot of good for the community and try and help out disenfranchised people and refugees and everyone else in their community. Kind of like uh, if you think back to like the eras of um, like early Americas where a lot of the Europeans, even here um, in Australia, a lot of the like European families coming over and they would all kind of group together in the almost like yeah. cul-de-sac areas um kind of like that um i guess you could kind of call the the gang almost like a pseudo um local government almost um, yes yes i get what you're saying except they aren't cool. afraid to get their hands dirty for people that they care about no that's really cool mm. okay who we got next and I've been clicking on the wrong screen. There he okay, is. There that is Infector. So the beastly-looking boy you saw before, that is his human form. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Infector has been born with a very unique ability um, to bring people back from the dead. But ah. more, more specifically, he can control the ebb and flow of life and death energies oh cool. so te technically he can heal wounds and things like that but there is limitations to his abilities as you would imagine yep he uses his own life essence but there is oh. a caveat there for his abilities okay cool and also bringing people back from the dead doesn't necessarily have the best uh, consequences either, as you could imagine. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, nice. <laughs> I like when you tie that sort of stuff in. Yeah, nice. Um, and this is Iron. He is actually the head of the gang that we were talking about, um, oh, okay. the Iron Weights. He's mm -hmm. kind of like the, the father figure for um, the, the whole ruffian tag a group that um, is the Iron Weights, and he keeps them all in line. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, and this is this is Sam. This is BA and Eclair's mother, the one that uh, um, he doesn't get along very much with. Yep. Uh, there's not a lot to say about her just yet, but she just is yet, plotting. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh. And one of our other main girls, this is Violet. She is BA's 
um, love interest. I was just trying to oh, think okay. uh, if I could give that away or not, but it's pretty obvious from um, issue one that he is a bit smitten with her. Um, she's oh, yeah. also a part of the Iron Weights gang. She's their mechanic slash engineer uh, that also dabbles in a bit of uh, sewing. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I was trying to think of the word, but it just escaped me. <laughs> uh, and this is Hoshi. This is BA, sorry, not BA, Infectors, um, and another character that we haven't quite got to yet. Um, yep. Old family friend. He okay, lives cool. in an old folks' home. Unfortunately, he has developed a bit of dementia, which can only be reverted um, thanks to Infector's abilities. He can't necessarily rewrite things that are predisposed to happen. He can only repair. Yep, okay. And this is the other character I just mentioned. So this is Professor Insanus. He is the inventor of susan and infector's legal guardian and a complete job (laughs) nice yeah this is one of our main villains his name is mikola and he comes from the same country as um iron does as well as hawk and violet okay he he's a bad dude there's not much to say except this is Pandora and she is adorable and it's in fact his pet red panda. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've got a cover here, is it? Yep. So this is the, the cover that we did for issue two. BA donning his super ready battle armor, as it were. The the yep. title. And awesome. that there is Infector's death arm, which he uses to either absorb or inject. Oh, yeah, okay. Inject's probably the right word. Uh, death energy. Oh, okay. Nice. Seems yeah. like a friendly guy to get to know. He is. He is. <laughs> oh, and here he is using his abilities to... That's it, to um, heal and revert uh, Hoshi's... De- Sorry, pardon me. Dementia. Um, I did actually forget to mention when I was doing my introduction, um, I also have a bit of a background in aged care as well, which is where a little bit of this kind of um, comes into it. I've noticed that with a few people that they they bring in past experiences into their stories. That's really cool. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier to write about what you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, whether or not it's something from um, personal experience or a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the full getup of the Super Ready Battle Armor Mark One, And okay. you, get, you get to see it uh, in the first three pages in a flash forward in issue one, uh, mm-hmm. where the whole gang is fighting some demons in the city. And yeah. Oh, and Susan, this is Susan, everyone's favorite, because yeah, this is what cracks me up. She doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so she's on a little segue, which she somehow manages to move around, 
And, uh, yeah, she speaks through her little uh, headpiece there, which is basically just a walkie-talkie. That's awesome. Trust me, trust me though, she is very sophisticated uh, AI programming. Cool. I've got to, before Jerome asks questions, I've got to ask, where did you come up with Susan? <laughs> Admittedly, she uh, was just a gag character that... Oh, yeah. Um, was just kind of being tossed around and it just kind of stuck and ah, yep. built uh, a lot of depth around it. And yeah, now she's one of my favorite characters. Um, <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> so basically just, yeah, started off as a bit of a, a bit of a gag. Nice. Yeah. And these are the pages. Ah. Yep. Cool. And these are yep, the incomplete so pages. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the, the same as the ones that we just saw on the Kickstarter as yeah, well. Well, I'll, I'll yep. go through them quickly then. And there's, I think this is the last picture. So this is um, yep. uh, Infector, so, is it? Yep, correct. That's Infector again with both his life and death arm activated. So if you remember wow. from the original picture of him in his full beast form, he had mm. the blue arm. Uh, so his left arm is what controls the ebb and flow of life and vice versa to his right arm being the death arm. That's really arm. cool. You had us done yeah. a good job interpreting that. That's Absolutely, really cool. yeah. And black screen, so let's get rid of that. Cool. Thanks for that, Bradley. That was nice to go through all the characters there. So um, if anyone's was, thinking yeah. about getting to know these characters a little bit better, the, the link's scrolling across the bottom there. Go check out the Kickstarter. Um, that'd be um, great if you could go do that. And I'm just going to bring that. Sorry, uh, chat amongst yourselves while I do some technical stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So... Um, yeah, so I'll, I will let Jerome uh, off his leash and um, ask you some questions about the Kickstarter and yourself. Yeah, okay. Okay, Bradley, uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen the, the work that you did, and it's quite awesome. Gotta, gotta, gotta say that first. You and Luis Thanks, are man. doing so good. And uh, so, uh, first questions. Uh, what's What's your inspiration behind Super Ready Battle Armor? Why decide on having uh, this type of story? Um, so when I was really, really young, I had a my first uh, brush with death, and it's kind of always left a mark on me, um, partially because it's not something that was ever really resolved. Um, so when I was about five years old I got diagnosed I caught a viral infection sorry um, and then was diagnosed with viral myo viral myocarditis um, which basically left my left ventricle in my heart very scarred and oh. and extremely swollen so when I was that young I had basically the my heart was the size of an adult's um, which wow. wasn't ideal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, so moving forward a couple of years, I had another dip in my health um, where my heart rate dropped ridiculously low. 
had my first pacemaker implanted at the age of seven and just kind of was using creative writing and uh, video games and cartoons as a bit of an escape. And fast forwarding a little bit past that, um, I got heavily into anime and manga and just kind of thought, like we were talking about earlier, talking about what I know. Um, and that fear of death was such a prominent part of um, growing up because like, as much as I love the, the concepts of the afterlife and whatever else like that, when I have come so close and other things like that, I don't really remember anything so that that unknown is terrifying to me, mm-hmm. um, which is where Infector's abilities come into it um, with his oh, yeah. ability to basically defy death. Um, yeah, that's essentially where the inspiration behind um, the whole series kind of came about. Um, and it kind of all grew around Infector and his abilities and all of the the characters kind of stemmed from that one idea of a a superhero that has the ability to defy death itself while also helping others. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super cool, actually. Uh, I wish there there was... uh, What's this? There was Infector... Oh, when I was younger myself, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I know, I know the feeling, man, because I, I, I was the same when I was younger. So yeah. I, I had, I had life-threatening dengue for almost uh, three out of four years straight. So, wow. it, 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 it was, it, it was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this episode's getting heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so when when you were, yeah, okay, let's go on, uh, let's go for something light then. And when you were when when you had uh, the concept of super RBA in your head, so what what made you decide that you want that uh, you want it done this style? You know, uh, what how 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 what made you decide that you wanted to look like a manga and because it, i i can clearly see the manga influences uh and yeah. it's it's very japanese in form you know i sometimes i catch myself reading from right to left to be honest i know i do the same thing <laughs> when i go and reread like the the completed issues because pretty much all i read nowadays is manga because i read way too many <laughs> series at the moment <laughs> that I don't really have time for anything else. Um, that's pretty much the the main uh, idiosyncrasy of it. Um, and I was very close to um, having it even laid out the same as a manga going from left to right, but I didn't want to come off as too much of a poser, um, <laughs> especially because, like... <laughs> It is out, like, my main audience is going to be Australian um, and English-speaking people, so it just kind of made more sense to have it going from right to left. But it was very close to um, being traditional manga in its form as well. 
okay. But yeah. yeah, to fully answer the question, I, I'm obsessed with anime and manga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good <laughs> answer. Well, <laughs> which ones influenced uh, Super Ready Battle Armor? I mean, which in manga its, and anime? In its early stages, it would have to have been uh, Fully Cooly. Um, that, that's, that was, that's, that's, a, that's a title I don't hear very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, definitely old school now, and um, yeah. I, I feel because Fully Cooly was such an interesting um, project that hit really different at a very impressionable time of my childhood, and because it is a coming of age story, it, if you do really dig into it, um, like on a surface level, it's just wacky, zany off the wall um craziness but mm. if you dig a little deeper it there's so much hidden meaning and um brain not work anymore uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was on a roll and then it just stopped <laughs> um yeah, like there's so much hidden um, lore and stuff in there to that expands on what is just on a surface level, and probably the the lightheartedness really offsets the the serious heaviness of that transi- transitional period between adolescence to adulthood. Yeah. Um, and it, it really did um, just open my entire world because it was it was one of the first anime that I really watched and not just mm-hmm. viewed, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably from there would be the absolute epic that is One Piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Which and is I, just I insane totally on yeah. the scope. <laughs> Still going. Yeah, over 1,000 chapters now. <laughs> it's not going to end anytime soon. I know, it's absolutely insane. And like the quality of that series is just awe-inspiring. Yeah, and... Yeah, and personally, whenever I read uh, uh, Super RBA, it reminds me a little bit of Hunter x Hunter, actually. Uh, Funnily enough, I actually haven't uh, read or watched Hunter x Hunter. It is on my backlog, almost at the top. You should, man, you should. Because uh, there's a character there with uh, almost similar powers than, uh, uh, like, Infector, but it's it's an entirely different thing. They they have the same mojo going, but... It's a, it's an entirely different thing, and it reminds me because the the art is, uh, when 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 the art when the manga artist does it properly, Hunter Hunter is uh, looks really nice. It and it it it, all, it really reminds me of how you panel, uh, how the how Super RBA is paneled. So kudos to that. All right, now now I'm gonna really have to check it out. All right, bump it up <laughs> to the top of the list. <laughs> Some of my friends are going to be very happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
what what's the process that you follow when whenever you make a super red battle armor story? Because every every writer, I, I'm a writer myself, so I, we all have our own processes. So how yeah. how how do you do yours? Um, I kind of have the the full first story arc planned out in major beats, and try to condense that down again into each individual uh, I almost said episode issue <laughs> of the comic yeah um, and then from there I do a plot synopsis of um, what is going to happen in that issue um, essentially breaking the that single beat of the story down into a couple of other smaller beats um mm -hmm. and then filling it all out and because i've spent so much time with the characters i kind of just let them loose and yeah they inter yeah and they just kind of interact with one another um i guess in my head which makes me sound crazy now that I say it out loud, but <laughs> you, you get it. That's you, fair. You get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I, it, it's been a bit of an interesting learning curve. So I have done four issues with this version of Super Ready Battle Armor. Mm -hmm. um, but Going back a few years, I did actually do a pilot version with a completely different artist before um, we were signed up with uh, Halftone Productions. And mm -hmm. when that did happen, it felt like a good opportunity to uh, revamp the series. And me and the previous artist had creative differences and we parted ways. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of, everything felt right for that at that point to reboot it um cool. but previously i would literally just like there was no structure to my scripts it was just word vomit on a page and credit to my original artist that i was working with uh he didn't uh say much <laughs> about my word vomit <laughs> and he turned it into a comic but uh working with lewis's really um, made my writing slash script writing evolve. Um, I do all the, the um, breaking it down, basically storyboarding in a word format mm -hmm. and um, give him the art direction, break it all down into the paneling, roughly how many panels um, we're going to go with. And then um once i've kind of got it to a rough um 20 pages hopefully <laughs> that's probably the hardest part is making sure it's in that sort of constraint of 20 to 24 pages um we then yeah go straight into um production which is then sent off to lewis and he starts illustrating um in the sketch format um, sends it back to me. I then approve or ask for um, adjustments, which mm -hmm. honestly, most of the time, most pages, there's very little to change. He's very good at. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's... Sorry about that. That's, That's all good. 
I, uh, my phone buzzed earlier when um, Shane was doing the intro and I was like, oh, we're just going to quickly put that on silent. <laughs> so I, I forgot I, mine. I almost had really the same calls, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then there's not really much um, in the process um, that needs to be edited. Occasionally there will be, um, I've put too much in one page. Um, generally it's too much. It's never not enough. Um, I I think it's the typical curse of the writer for the artist is that the the writer always puts too much on a page for the artist to draw yeah yeah true true I think there's the 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 one there's a a comic like like a uh, comic strip that's the one I'm after of (laughs) a a panel of um an artist and a writer talking about the production costs of <laughs> a TV show where you have an entire space armada versus the cost <laughs> to it being in a comic and then the, the artist strangling the, the writer. It, it's just, <laughs> it's like across the board, uh, we, we just always seem to want to cram too much onto a page. <laughs> Ah, you can only imagine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I try and keep that in mind as well. Yeah, because it, it's nice to leave things uh, at the reader's imagination when you're writing, but when you're when you're drawing, you know, you can't leave anything for, for the imagination. <laughs> yeah. So, so how did you meet Luis? You know, I mean, I mean, I've heard he. Uh, uh, how how did you meet uh, Luis as your artist partner? You know, on this one. Yeah, so I, when we did um, sign up under Halftone Productions, I started the hitting the ground running looking for um, an artist, and mm-hmm. I I did try a couple of social medias, but it just it didn't it didn't really net much results. Um, back when I was doing it, uh, mm-hmm. probably about four five years ago, Neil, mm-hmm, um, yeah. and I was actually at a convention. Um, trying to remember i think it was before um we signed over where someone mentioned a website called upwork to me um Mm -hmm. about how they getting uh, got in contact with their illustrator who was over in thailand and i was like oh that's really cool and so then flash forward a few months um when i was kind of smashing my head against the computer keyboard and <laughs> trying to figure out how I was going to um, find a new artist and yeah, reached out to the other creator and was like, Hey, uh, what was that website again? And yeah, it's basically like a, a freelance website where you can post jobs and um, be hired as uh, a freelancer essentially. And so that's how I met Lewis after doing a uh, shortlist, essentially. So I put up a job posting and had um, a good handful of um, artists apply, which was really bizarre um, being on the opposite side of the interview table, essentially. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was It was definitely an experience. Um and 
yeah, shortlisted it down to Louis, and here we are, essentially. Nice. Nice, and that's how I met Shane as well, actually. So yeah, we have actually, oh, yeah. parallel stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. <laughs> so, uh... What's this? What do you like about Louis' art style? Because I was listening to one of your interviews with uh, at Halftone Effect, and yeah. you compared his style with the late '80s, early '90s manga and anime. So, uh, how how did his style fit? Uh, how did you determine that? Okay, Louis is uh, will be my artist. So, honestly, um, the when I was shortlisting, um, I got. Uh, the, I think it was about four or five different artists to do just like some um, rough sketches of yeah. uh, a couple of the main characters. I think it was BA and Infector. And yeah. <laughs> all of them didn't do rough sketches. They did like full, like black and white, perfect. I was just like, this is not what I was asking for, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so they were just like went full all out and just like we want this job. Uh, here's what we can do, sort of thing. And yeah, I was just blown away by um, the rendition that Louis did of Infecto. Um, mm -hmm. He was completely jacked, and the the death arm that he did just looked incredible. And it is. It I, does. Yeah, I just yeah. I just fell in love with it. I was just like, this this is him. This is the this is the guy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, true. That's pretty uh, much it. <laughs> if if anyone shows me that uh, the 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 death arm and the life arm too, so that I I would likely have the same uh, opinion as you about Louise, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so how uh. Yeah, I think you already answered how you coordinate with Luis with your team uh, to match your vision of the overall art. So, what what kind of challenges do you experience during the, the entire process? Because let's let's admit it, it's not always sunshine and rainbows during a production process. You know, <laughs> honestly, like I, I I'm very lucky. Um, he is extremely patient with me and. I don't really have to be patient with him because he is just perfect. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, probably the the biggest one at the start um, was there. There is a bit of a language barrier um, where uh, Lewis is from Bolivia, and oh, okay. that also uh, comes with the added bonus of uh, time time zones. Yeah, that's, that's probably the the absolute biggest. Is what Eastern time? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, roughly. I think it's roughly about twelve hours difference, roughly. Oh, yeah. um, okay. So yeah. essentially, when we're asleep, he's working hard on the comic. Um, <laughs> so then I get to wake up to fresh pages, and it's honestly amazing. It's like the best <laughs> thing to wake up to, and uh, I then give him feedback first thing in the morning, and either we'll get something back within a couple of hours or the very next day. Oh, nice. okay. Yeah. And that's cool. I, what's this? I rarely uh, hear of people knowing, well, South America loves their anime and manga, so it, it's yeah. actually not a surprise. So, so, uh, well, uh, 
is there any uh, what's this is is it just Louise that you bounce your ideas with or uh, do you have a, a group of people online or maybe an offline yeah, group so... of people that you chat with to bounce around ideas you know yeah look most of um the initial kind of planning and ideas was formed uh in that first production in the the elseworld stories um mm -hmm. but more refined um since then obviously and mm -hmm. kind of in the present i do probably the majority of it myself and i will bounce um the the first draft of the scripts essentially off my partner and the rest of my creative team so kieran logan and nijin who all uh give me quite scathing feedback i'm just kidding they're very nice about it <laughs> um Sometimes I don't get any feedback. I'm like, come on, guys, it's not perfect. I know it's not. I think it is, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes I do have to um, tweeze uh, some opinions out of them because I think they're being too nice. But you, you do get that on the big jobs. Sorry, you go. <laughs> problem I, I mean well whenever you write something sometimes you need to squeeze somebody's arms or them to be honest with you you know yeah i mean it it is nice that um most of the the people that i do bounce the ideas off are either like like-minded in the the way that we um all are pretty heavily into anime and manga in to some degree or mm -hmm. um western comics so there is that um bridge from e east meets west sort of thing um yeah. so yeah. even though it does look like manga there are um quite a few western inspirations to it as well um in its writing style and um that's actually probably about it it's it's mainly <laughs> the writing the visuals is just all anime <laughs> <laughs> well so how far do you plan on taking uh, Super Ready Battle Armor? I mean, do you have a set of set number of issues in mind? I mean, do you have do you have the endpoint pinned down, or are you are you planning to uh, have more along the way and just um, build up on the story, build on build up on the world? You know, um, I have a very rough um, idea of how many issues. I want to do for the first story arc um, and the the first story arc it will have a conclusion um, ultimately it will depend on um, how viable essentially it's going to be um, post that mm -hmm. so the first story arc will probably I'm thinking probably uh, 12 to 18 chapters. Kieran's going to kill me, but that's probably roughly uh, <laughs> how much I'm looking at. <laughs> um, so I am looking at trying to uh, speed up production a little bit as well, um, what with my health and 
the pandemic slowed things down a little bit as well. Um, but my, mainly the, the biggest hurdle would be finances is because I obviously don't want to not pay Lewis because his artwork is fantastic and he needs to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I also have to eat. So that's where the <laughs> Kickstarter and stuff comes into it as well. Um, but yeah, I'm probably looking at about, it, it, it's really going to depend on how much I can, uh, someone's going to get uh, talking to, <laughs> I'm probably going to get a phone call after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Roughly, yeah. I, I'm hoping to keep it at 12, um, but as we always do with writers when we're writing things, we get ideas and we want to expand more on the world and the characters and 12 chapters quickly becomes 24 and 24 becomes 48. Yeah, I'm not going that big um, anytime soon, um, but, I mean, ideally, like all of my um, inspirations and um, mentors that I look up to all have quite long running serialized um, manga. I mean, I don't, I'm not looking at 1000 chapters like uh, Oda, <laughs> but it, it would, it'd be nice to get like uh, up there, not nowhere near mm-hmm. that close, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's good. So, uh, which, how, how, how about this? Uh, do you have any specific tools that you commonly use to write your write or plan your uh, the comic books? I mean, are you the type who uh, gets uh, flashes of inspiration about your story, or do you do you're the type who likes rigid stories that okay, I already know what I want. So, uh, are, are I'd you? Probably say a, I'd probably say a healthy mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do have those, because the, the majority of it is kind of, this is what I want to do and this is how it will be laid out sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do get those flashes of, of inspiration and I'm like, oh, that is really cool and it works except for this little bit, I then try and brainstorm and, like I was saying, uh, like you mentioned before, um, try and bounce those ideas off others to see if I'm just not trying to <laughs> wedge in a, a cool idea that doesn't really fit narratively into the um, the whole overall plot structure of the story. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say a healthy amount of both. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean... Do you do you read a lot of books? Because we're we're right. Uh, you are, uh, you're a writer. I'm a writer, and I guess it's 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 a requirement for for us to read a few things so that we can expand our horizons. You know, I mean, do do you, yeah. do you read books, and which ones which ones are your favorite? Uh, so when you say books, do you mean specifically no uh, books with no pictures, like <laughs> novels? <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> um look admittedly when it comes to novels it's been quite a while since i've actually sat down and read a book book 
Um, like I was, when I was growing up, I was pretty into Harry Potter, like most um, mm-hmm. people in my age group was. Um, there was also the, I think it was the Inheritance series that like Aragon and Brisinger and all of those, mm-hmm. um, which I never did actually finish and I really need to get back into that. Like it's been well over 10 years. <laughs> um, and even um, more edgier sort of stuff like the Vampire Academy, which I had my vampire phase back in high school. <laughs> and I've always been a sucker for romance in any sort of story. And it had a, a nice balance of romance and uh, action in it, which was kind of cool. Uh, and then uh, manga happened and books kind of fell to the wayside. Yeah. <laughs> um, where to start? Um, like I've mentioned earlier, uh one piece mm-hmm. i've more recently been binging a lot of the shonen jump series on their manga app because it's just so easy to digest it um so there's a lot of new series and ongoing ones kaiju number eight's really cool and only just kind of starting off um mm-hmm. uh, chainsaw man is amazing and is getting <laughs> a anime adaptation soon I cannot recommend that enough. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I've heard it, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, the, <laughs> the artist for that actually has done a rendition of uh, Captain America. It is very different to the Marvel uh, interpretation because <laughs> um, all of Chainsaw Man is about demons and things like that, so it's almost like a demon interpretation of Captain mm-hmm. America because mm-hmm. all the demons are like idealized forms of fears that people have so there's the gun devil and thing uh, the bomb devil uh and chainsaw man is the chainsaw devil and so then there's the america devil which is captain america (laughs) which you're making me interested in this oh man it's so good get on it (laughs) um but yeah, like there's there's so many like I counted the other day and I'm like currently ongoing series that I'm reading. There's probably about thirty, uh, which is really sad when I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, gonna burn out your time, man. I know. So I'll leave it at that. Go go read Chainsaw Man <laughs> and One Piece. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, if we talk in the future, I'll give you recommendations for Japanese light novels, man. I promise. <laughs> oh, actually, I have read a couple of Japanese light novels, like the the Death Note light novel, the Los Angeles Beyond Birthday murder cases, is really cool and a, a really awesome um, extension of the Death Note series. You you gotta read Overlord. All right, I'll read Overlord. <laughs> uh, after i to, read slash watch hunter hunter so <laughs> you, you're you're a man of my own cloth you know that <laughs> so, we we are we are men of culture yeah true <laughs> so uh so is there uh since you love man- manga that much uh let's go to australia then is there an Australian comic book creator that 
you would want to work with in the future that you haven't worked with before, if if anyone. If you can narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, if you can narrow it down, you know. <laughs> um, I would really like to work with uh, Kai Link. He's a manga artist who has done a few different um, comic series before. Um, he's done the the like convention circuit for uh, quite a few years now, probably as mm -hmm. much as I have, um, if not longer. Um, mm -hmm. And his style is very much um, in that sort of manga uh, feel as well. I just, uh, I'll have to afford him. That's all. <laughs> it'll happen. Yeah, it'll That's happen. It. Huh? That's it. In the future. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I might as well omit uh, asking you about your ho your hobbies if you're not making comic books, because I think it's manga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's manga, anime, and video games, pretty much. <laughs> The, the typical weeb lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, we're, we're all into that weeb culture, you know? That, that's so, it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in, in the past interview, uh, one of our one of our favorite uh, Australian uh, comic book artist, Isaac George, once told us <laughs> that he, he hates uh, drawing faces. But of course, you're a writer, so I can't ask you that. So, is there? Is there? Sorry about that. My my husky is being extra noisy today. So, uh, yep. <laughs> so, uh, are there parts of the story that you sometimes feel like it's a chore to work on? I mean, are have you? Do you ever get the feeling that uh, okay, this part is uh, a chore to do right now? So. We'll just like, brush it off until. Yeah, look, I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, it's hard to say that it's a chore because it was interesting and fun doing the research side of it, but uh, action scenes are hard. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I've there's been a lot of drama and build up so far in the first four issues. Um, issue one kind of is the only sort of physical um, fight that there is. There is a, a bit of uh, gunplay and things like that and intimidation, but in issue four, there will be um, a, a couple of action pages um, with martial arts, and that was difficult. It was very difficult because yeah. um, <laughs> I had to research uh, a lot of different uh, martial arts videos so I could kind of uh, get sort of the forms that I wanted and uh, mm. researched a lot of different manga to see how they illustrated their fight scenes. And yeah, it was, mm. it was hard, <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't necessarily, it was a good, a good hard. It wasn't necessarily yeah. what you'd consider a chore. Yeah, yeah, you learn something sense. on the side, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I, I've also heard you've been uh, teaching yourself new skills recently, like yeah, uh, in design and stuff. So yeah, that was that was a nightmare. 
So, uh, what what skills? What what are your favorite self-taught skills that you had like zero idea before? How did probably do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, lettering um, was probably the biggest uh, hurdle that I had um, in learning how to do that from scratch, um, which I'm kind of starting to do a bit of tutoring um, in my local dis uh, disability community. Mm -hmm. um, but we haven't quite got there yet. Um, so I haven't been able to pass on the, the lettering uh, tips and tricks. Uh, we're right. still kind of in the, the early stages of like character designs and plot settings and whatnot, which uh, I've also, going back to your previous question actually about what I've been reading, the non-manga slash manga adjacent thing that I've been reading is um, Hiro Araki's uh, Guide to Manga. And for anyone that doesn't know who he is, he's the creator of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which yeah. has been an on-running series from, like, the mid-'80s, I think. So, like, and, and he keeps iterating. So it's, it, it's uh, spanning over a generational line of... Um, a character that has a name that can be condensed down to Jojo. So you've got Jonathan Joestar, who is the, the first character who is the first Jojo. And then the, the second iteration of the series then is his grandchild and then his child and so on and so forth. Um, and he's been doing manga for quite a few years. So it's, it's interesting to get that insight. Um, and then pass that along um, in a teaching aspect because it then reiterates um, it deeper into my own knowledge um, in both creating characters, world, and then layouts. And even on the art side of things, even though I don't do it, practice it myself, mm -hmm. um, it's very interesting yeah. and helps in the, the whole creative design aspect of what, I am going to be te telling or asking, I should say, um, the illustrators that I'm working with um, in the current or next issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it was kind of all over the place, but I hope that answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it does. It does. It answered in a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess that's about it for me. How about you, Shane? Yeah, I was going to say, I was about to butt in anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we, well, back to the manga we want to talk about, or manga-ish. Um, mm -hmm. Super Ready Battle Armor. Everyone, go check out the Kickstarter. The link is down the bottom there. Um, go check out what Bradley's working on at the moment. Um, find a tier that's comfortable for you. Get the things that you want, and, yeah, definitely support this. This is a great Australian um, comic book. So definitely. Now we have a reveal apparently tonight. Um, yeah. We do. Um, I've got it up on the screen, so I'll let you introduce it, and then I'll bring it up. No worries. We have our first ever variant cover um, done by our illustrious graphic designer Kieran Jack, who is possibly going to murder me after this uh, interview. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, of our trio of characters um, in Stannis, Susan. Oh, actually, there's four characters in there. Whoops, my bad. Yeah, you got the little um, red Yeah, Pandora. That I forgot about Pandora. Yeah, I thought um, that's and, Yep, and Violet as well. Um, so. so this is the cover, variant cover for issue four, Lady of the Light. Let's bring it up full screen. Nice. Definitely nice. outdone himself. I well done, Kieran. Just keep getting captivated every single time I see it. It's so good. I love it. Chef's kiss. Oh, that's very Kieran, yeah. Yeah. Susan there. Gotta um, love Susan in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And for anyone that's wondering... Uh, the Japanese text on the side actually is the title. So it says Super Ready Battle Armor in Japanese. That's nice. cool. Yeah. You beat me to the question. Thank you. I, I had a <laughs> feeling I was about, it was coming. I was about to ask. I, about to ask, I said, D do these symbols mean anything? <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an actual yeah. <laughs> it's a language. Awesome. How very ignorant of me. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, variant uh, cover. So that's um. Is that a? How do you get that in the Kickstarter? So there will be a tile that um, will be added to the Kickstarter for a visual um, representation of it. But it's already actually in the tier list. Um, smack bang. Actually, I think it's right up the top, um, just underneath the printed version of the comic. You can back it for ten bucks to get the variant cover, um, or okay. in the add-ons section. And the add-ons, so yes, can, I love those add-ons. That's it. So if you already have the first one backed, and you would like the other one as well, you can then go in and add in the variant cover for collecting purposes. Yes, definitely, and that's what everyone should be doing. I think I'll be doing that's that true. as soon as this finishes. So that'll be awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Well, um, oh, what are the? Oh, yeah, there's the there's the full link. For anyone who doesn't want the short yeah, link, um, I don't think I can copy that in. That's good for anyone who's in Facebook at the moment. They can go directly to that link that um, Halftone yep, just yep. put in there, rather than trying to type in the one that's scrolling at the bottom. So that's thank you for that Halftone. I should probably no, it doesn't let me copy it. <laughs> So that's annoying. So, um, look among yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this. I'm very, very professional. No, that's fine. That's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I put in my link because that's the one I can type because I can't copy and paste that one. And that'll go. Thank you, Kieran. I'm guessing that's who Halftone Productions is. Yeah, it for is. making me realise that I really need to share a link to people to make it a bit easier for them. Um, yes, yes. Rather than it's always interesting how out. like algorithms and stuff work as well. So yeah, when it comes to so. links, so yeah, it's always easier if they can just click um, as opposed to typing it out. Yeah, I think in the description I had the link. If I didn't, I'm really yeah, yeah, slack, and I apologize. I did. Okay, good. Because if I didn't, I was going to feel really sure bad for a second then. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So um, I've just shared the short link that I created um, simply because it was easier to type. Um, yeah, that's that's the only reason I use that. Um, well, thank you very much, Bradley. Great show. Yeah. Um, is there thank anything you, else you want to say about the Kickstarter before we um, before we let you go? Um, not really. Apart from uh, if you could. Uh, back the project i'd be greatly appreciated if you can't however because i know times are tough if you know anyone that um is into anime manga or just comics in general please make sure to share it to them and that was really creepy um, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah make sure to share it to your friends family and anyone else who you think might be interested in it and thank you in advance for all the support and thank you guys for having me on the comics show. Yes, you're welcome. It was a pleasure to have you. And yes, that's a very good point. Um, even if you if you can or can't pledge, sharing is always a good thing. Get 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 the word out there that this exists. Let people know who can and uh, want to sh uh, pledge for this. Get to know about it because, um, yeah, Bradley can't let everyone in the world know on his own. So anyone who can help that way, that's awesome. Thanks, Bradley. Well, um, Thanks, guys. I'll let you. Thanks, yeah, thank you. Have a great <laughs> night, and um, have a good I will, night. Yep, I'll kick you off, and then we'll just go over a few other things with Jerome. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Okay, Jerome. We'll do our usual okay. thing here, and um, I will need to change screens now. And I'm not prepared at all. How unlike me. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern <laughs> yeah, like we always say it's gonna go away eventually yeah, it'll, what we'll do is we did um uh current starters last time what we'll do is we'll do upcoming so i've i think i have got the link in here so We'll just go to this for a second. So if you're wanting to know uh, latest, not the latest, the upcoming Australian Kickstarters that are coming to Kickstarter soon, uh, which are only in pre-launch uh, stage, this link will take you there. Um, so if I just share my screen, we can check out some of the ones that are coming up sometime soon. Um, these, of course, don't give the release dates. They just, we just know they're coming soon. So we've got Ooh, Illustra Adventure Illustrated 2. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Angry Squad. Uh, Viva Los Angry, which is, um, I guess, is the next story after, uh, what was the last one? Uh, Code Angry, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Crucifix uh, Executioner. Uh, Revenge Volume 2. Um, that's looking pretty cool. Uh, I've seen a bit of um, marketing for that on social at the moment. Um, XCT Monsters Anthology. Uh, we might be talking about this in three weeks with Sean. I'm probably putting a bit of pressure on him now because we didn't agree to that. Um, Enmity, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, that's Enmity. 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 Um, uh, we're actually going to be talking to Morgan, uh, I don't know if it's next week or the week after. I think it's next week, actually, about this yeah. particular... Um, that's really bad. I, I'm forgetting what issues of what, and and then we've got Exilium. Exilium. 
Yeah, Exilium. This is a cool. This is a cool one by um, Ben Slavic. Um, I th I won't try to go over who the team is in my head because I could be wrong. Um, we've got Young Rufus Adventures. This is looking pretty cool. I've seen a bit on social That's media about cute. that as well. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, I was actually watching a live feed of Lauren Marshall doing some art for this one, actually. Um, and Terra Olympus Volumes 1, 2, and 3. In other words, it's 3, and you can get 1 and 2. Um, I, I like that they're, they're letting everyone know that you can get, if you haven't come across this before, you can get the earlier issues as well. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, I'm not sure when any of these are coming out, but what you can do is you can go to this page. As you can see, either saved everywhere. I have saved all of these. Um, let's just unsave one so you can see what... Notify me on launch is the exact term. So you click on that and you'll get an email when it launches. So just go to that page, check out the ones that you have interest to you, and, um, yeah, you'll be notified when they get released. So you can be like me with... Um, I think it was the 13th Labor. I was notified and I got straight on there and I was back at number one. Yes, I'm the winner. Um, so, yeah, so you just go on there, um, go to that link. That that link is handy. It will always take you to the upcoming Kickstarters. So, yeah, so um, use that link. I haven't made it for fun. Well, I have made it for fun, but also use it. And, um, yeah, so what I might do is if I click this, it'll go to all the current Kickstarters. So just one last little pitch here. Check out Lady of the Light, super um, ready battle armor. And um, yeah, support it. This is this is a great comic. We've done reviews for one through three already over at comics.net.au. Um, so you can find out a little bit more about the story. Um, but more to the point, you can get one, two, and three with four on this Kickstarter. So that's just awesome. Um, so if you haven't already collected them like I have, um, that's why I'm only getting four at the moment, although it looks like I'll be getting four in a variant cover now that I've learned about that. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, check it out um, and support this great comic. Uh, I guess that's – I'll just press this button here. So that's, that's it from me and Jerome tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, thank you guys thank you for putting up with my constant ums and <laughs> and and i've noticed i'm doing ands now as well uh, i don't know what that's all about i'm trying to replace the ums and thanks for putting up with my dog oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll share this but it's in it's in facebook anyone who's watching us on facebook that's a bit of a a uh, bit of a i can't really sh and i can't copy and paste it unfortunately to into the other places that are watching but um yeah so we'll i'll i'll find out what that link is and i'll bring it over to um the youtube channel as well so people can see it there when they rewatch this thank you very much everyone have a great okay. night and um, good night good night drone good night shane see you next time See you next time. And that's what I was going to do tonight. Uh, let's see if... Ah, oh man, I'm pressing all the wrong buttons tonight. <laughs> okay, so see you all later. Thank and, you, um, Thank you. And this show was brought to you by... Yeah, I've always wanted to say that. Not really, but...
comics.net.au. This is the hub. This is where it all started. I will just get rid of that little banner there. And I'm in the wrong thing. I'm so good at this. There we go. And um, so, yeah, this is where it all started. This is where the, sh the idea for the show came from was this site. So um, check it out, comex.net.au. It's a nice little hub, as I like to call it, for all things comic books in Australia. We've got uh, creators. We've got local comic stores. We've got events. And we've got comic reviews. So, yeah, check it out. Thank you very much. Uh, go to superrba-ks at comex.vip um, if you're typing it in or go to links that were shared and that'll get you to where you need to be to support this Kickstarter. Thank you very much and have a good night.